Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time, work, Friends, family, expect you to be on 24-7? Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Past Podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Level. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back here with uh, another fantastic episode of the podcast, uh, our favorite uh, time of the week as we dive into our picks, uh, our upsets, our betting locks, uh, all that good stuff that uh, I guess our regular listeners come back for because uh, this is where we have a lot of fun. And uh, Dylan, I, I can't believe it, but we are in week 16. It's uh, really hard to believe now that we have made it uh, to this point only a couple weeks away from the start of the playoffs. Um, and as I'm scrolling down our sheet here, I'll tell you, we're some, some weeks <laughs> more than others, we're kind of on different pages when it comes to some mm-hmm. of these picks. But uh, I think this is a week where... I mean, I guess, you know, after 15 weeks, you probably should be sort of, you know, more of an understanding of the teams that should win these types of games. Uh, we have a lot of similar picks, uh, I'd say, this week. Yeah, I know. I was debating whether I should change some because I am now, <laughs> I think, a couple games behind you on the season. But at the same time, I don't want to fall more behind. So, yeah, I think we only have two different games, and I feel like most likely we're each going to split those. So I might have to get crazy in Week 17. But, yeah, like you said, it's it's nuts that we're here at this point. It's almost done. Uh, I had to remind myself there wasn't a game tonight. I was like, oh, wow, there's a <laughs> Thursday night game. Like, what's going on? What am I going to do with my life? But, yeah. no. Um, now it's exciting, though. Uh, I, obviously, the NFC playoff picture is a little more decided almost at this point, just seeding-wise, but still a lot of things on the line over these last couple weeks. Yep. Uh, I think it's almost probably – I actually think you're going to, you know, do really well this week in the picks. You're going to get the two that are different, and we're going to go into week 17 tied up. <laughs> uh, I, I just know that's what's going to happen, but we'll We'll see. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started here. Yes, very unusual. Usually we're talking about a Thursday night game, sort of giving a quick overview of it because the podcast comes out during the game or after the game. Uh, not the case here. We have every single game, uh, and you guys will at least you know have a probably a solid 48 hours uh, to digest all the information here uh, for these games because uh, there are three on Saturday, and we start with those, the Texans at the Bucks. The Texans are three-point favorites. In this game, um, we've been kind of talked about the Bucks here recently. It's sort of interesting, and probably for a lot of people, you, I mean, I guess you don't sort of realize that the Bucks are seven and seven. Um, but here they are, you know, for the 500 record. Uh, they're not going to make the playoffs or anything, but uh, they have made progress for the Texans. Nine and five, uh, got a big win against the Titans, feeling a lot better about themselves. Uh, this, I mean, this is a game the Texans should win. They're, they are three-point favorites, and, and you just feel like this is one where they should come in and win this game, although there's probably a reason it is only three points because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the Bucks, as we say, it's just you, you never really know what you're going to get with the Bucks. And so a Saturday game, a home game, uh, this could be interesting, but, but the Texans should win. 
I know we talk about the Titans dropping a lot of these kind of games they should win. So initially, I, I actually had the Buccaneers on here as my pick. I kind of thought, uh, just yeah, given the Saturday, the how Tampa Bay has played at home, uh, just overall their offense, what it's been able to do, I, I thought maybe this would be a, a game where maybe the Texans get a little ahead of themselves knowing that all they have to do is win this game and clinch their division. They don't have to worry about the, the matchup with Tennessee in Week 17. But, I mean, the, the Mike Evans and Chris Godwin injuries, having the both out, thinking about the weapons that Jameis is going to have compared to usual it's just not the same i mean godwin's just on a different level uh, i don't think you're going to no. expect perryman to really do what he did without godwin on the other side kind of filling in to getting all the attention from the secondary so yeah houston i mean they're the pretty impressive game last week it could have gone either way but they fought t- tough and i mean this offense for them is going to have a pretty good game i think against tampa bay secondary and that's why ultimately i i couldn't make it the lock of the week but i ended up switching my pick at least to houston winning yeah i know the texas have had several guys you know sort of not practicing throughout the week and i think as we know like at this stage of the season you you never really know sometimes exactly what that means because sometimes guys just sit out because it's it's been a long season and there's no reason uh for some of these guys to practice but uh either way yeah you feel like the texans (laughs) although it's the afc south though man um you never really know what you're going to get from any of these teams as we say all the time so um the texans should win but uh, they are in the afc south and we also uh, you know we like to add that caveat in with any of these teams that we talk about um from the afc south to the afc east to where this matchup uh, is one that probably i guess going into the season if we looked ahead to week 16 uh, you probably would have felt really great about where the home team was at. And even if you were a little surprised where the away team was at, um, you know, we would have at least said, well, you know, the home team still probably playing really well. Not the case uh, right now because the Bills <laughs> are at the Patriots. The Patriots are six and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, again, another Saturday one here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's well documented. We've said it many times over the past several weeks. There's something missing with this Patriots offense specifically. Uh, their defense is still making plays, you know, getting points, and, and they're probably going to need that to for them to make another Super Bowl run at this point because the offense just isn't in sync. Um, you know, they don't pack that type of punch maybe that they have in recent years. Mm-hmm. It's just not flowing great. And all of this is me just setting up Dylan here to make his <laughs> extravagant pick because as uh, anyone who listens to this podcast knows, noted Buffalo's Bills fan Dylan here, uh, we know where he's headed with this pick. I wish there was a little more in the line, though. I wish Buffalo actually could take uh, first place by themselves here. If they win, yep. they only get the tie, and the Patriots still have the tie break. So a little bit of the drama is taken away from that. But yeah, I'm, I am picking the Bills mostly because I didn't really have many upsets on here. And I, I did think back to the game they played early in the year. And the, I mean, the Patriots basically win because of a blocked punt. Otherwise, Buffalo had that one. I think their offense has improved. They understand what their limitations are and what they really need to do to perform well. And their defense is going to be a big test for New England. I, I think the as we've seen the Patriots the last few weeks against some of these better teams that they've faced, they've really struggled a lot. I know the Bills haven't beat a whole lot of winning teams. I think they only have two wins against teams with winning records. So for the sa- on the same note, it is a big challenge for them to see when they get into the playoffs, can they actually win some of these games? I think uh, Buffalo is going to be a really dangerous team in the postseason in terms of just not the kind of fun game you want to have. I don't think they'll make it too far necessarily, um, but I, I do think they're going to at least be a, put up a pretty good fight uh, in whatever game they end up having. But yeah, here I, I am picking the Bills as my upset of the week. I know it's a little crazy, but I, again, the the Patriots just haven't been that impressive against good teams. Uh, if they win this one soundly, you know, I won't be shocked by any means. Uh, usually around this time is when they kind of kick it in gear. But at the same time, they sh- start kicking in gear usually the last five, six weeks, and that hasn't happened. So um, yeah. yeah, as you mentioned, we're starting to wonder, do they have that gear this year? There's, I know there's been like, um, I saw a couple old videos from years in the past, like that one decade where the Patriots didn't win a Super Bowl. There was a couple of videos of Belichick and Brady just on the sideline and Belichick saying like, I just uh, think this team just doesn't quite have it. And then yeah. maybe this is one of those years we'll find out. Yeah, no, I don't think it's uh, crazy at all. I think if there's a year to pick against the Patriots in this scenario, it's this one because um, it is. It's just it looks different. Um, even those teams in the past where you know, people were second guessing them and all that, you just you still looked around and said, okay you feel like they're going to find a way. It's like with this team, if they find a way, it's going to have to be on defense because you just haven't seen enough on offense uh, to feel confident about them, especially even in a game like this. And that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm picking the Patriots, but I don't feel confident at all about that. 
because especially not at six and a half points uh, because I just don't, you know, are they going to be able to score enough? I don't think so, especially against, you know, one of the better defenses in the NFL. So uh, very tricky game here for the Patriots. Um, And, yeah, you've got the Bills as your upset of the week. I almost went that way, but I will just – I'll stick with the Patriots here for now um, <laughs> until until they're eliminated from, from the playoffs. So I'll probably keep picking them. Um, all right, this next game, Dylan went from uh, – you know, he's been on the Bills bandwagon all year, and he was, he was on the Rams bandwagon too, but he's officially off <laughs> after that game against the Cowboys. Uh, the Rams at the 49ers. Speaking of bandwagons, uh, probably a few less on the Niners bandwagon after their loss to the Falcons. Uh, Six-and-a-half-point favorites the, the Niners are in this game, another Saturday one. Here, um, yeah, I I think the Rams are just after that game against the Cowboys. And, and, and again, we're saying this, but remember, the 49ers did lose at home to the Falcons. So <laughs> we can say what we want, I guess, about the Rams and how bad they looked. But for, for the 49ers to lose that game, too, uh, you could certainly you know look at it and argue that's a worse loss than the Rams losing at the Cowboys. Although, uh, I think maybe in the, in the fashion that it was done, the Cowboys pretty much dominated that game against the Rams. Um, and so maybe that was a little more disappointing for, from the Rams standpoint, but mm-hmm. I, I picked the 49ers here. I can't pick the Rams after what we saw last week. I know, again, you could equally say that about the Niners losing that game uh, to the Falcons, but they're back at home. You feel like they're going to be a little more refocused now uh, playing a better team here than, than the Falcons. Um, and so I would expect the 49ers to bounce back here. Yeah, I almost made this my lock of the week, but I, I'm just going with the Niners uh, straight up. We'll see if they can actually cover that touchdown or six and a half point spread. I, I just I was mad at myself earlier in the year when I didn't pick the Niners against the Rams. They ended up <laughs> completely dominating that game, and I just can't help but think that that defensive line for San Francisco is going to just eat all day again against the Rams' offensive line. We saw the Rams struggle so much, obviously, against Dallas, and yes, they've had some better uh, some better performances as as of late. But I just don't think this matchup is really good for them. It's going to be a tough one and i know their playoff uh you know chances are on the line here they have to win to even have any chance whatsoever but the 49ers have a lot on the line as well that you know the, the difference between the one and the five seed is going to be really big having that week off and then not having to face potentially a, a dallas team that's playing a lot better than they were you know for big stretches of the season so san francisco's got a lot to prove i think the fact that they lost last week almost works against the rams in terms of refocusing san francisco they had those three i know i talked about last time those three really tough games in a row against the saints ravens and seahawks um and you know they go through all that they they find their way through and weather that storm and they kind of have this little like week off and they're all maybe in their minds and they did not perform well against the niner or against the falcons i think they'll bounce back quite well and i think they'll probably beat the rams pretty soundly yep uh it's just hard to pick the rams in this scenario again kind of knowing what their their situation looks like playoff wise and sort of uh, it's just it's to a point now where it's like the Niners have to have this game uh, really when you when you think about it I mean they they can't afford to lose two straight home games here with one game to go in the regular season go into the playoffs uh, with that lack of momentum uh, they really need to find a way to win this game and as we both said we think they will uh, all right we move to the sunday action uh, which starts with quite a doozy here uh the jags at the falcons the <laughs> the falcons are seven point favorites in this game uh two teams that uh yes uh you never know what you're going to get when they step on the, the field uh case in point with the falcons uh they you know they, they look awful sometimes and they can go out and win a game against one of the best teams in the in the nfl so um that for me makes it pretty easy to pick the falcons here they are at home uh and you know with the jags i know they went and got the win in oakland you know that that trivia win that everybody will be talking about for forever i guess um in terms of the team that, that beat the raiders in their last home game but i you just i can't pay i can't look at the jags and feel like they're going to come in and win this game although like i said these are two bad teams uh it's just uh, you know i don't know like with the falcons it would almost be a big sort of like a falcons thing to do would be to come back out and lose this game after going and beating the niners but uh still i think you have to go to the falcons <laughs> here <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons as well. I It's more of just, yeah, the Jaguars won that game against the Raiders, but what really happened there? It was yeah, just right. such a brutal <laughs> The Raiders brutal aren't game. the Niners, so... No, yeah. not at all. And uh, it's even, yes, the Falcons have played up to really good teams and have beaten some really good teams, as we've talked about, and they've played really poorly against bad teams and lost to some really bad teams. So yeah. I won't be surprised if they lose. I just think they're a better team. And uh, at this point, both teams, uh, the Jaguars have enough, as you're you know talking about, enough uh, drama going on off the field and I just think uh, the Falcons will find a way to get it done they just and their offense looked uh, pretty pretty solid against one of the best defenses in the NFL I know the Niners defense has kind of fallen off here but I don't think they're going to have any problem moving the ball against Jacksonville that defense before the Raiders was just uh, basically turnstiles that were wide open for everyone (laughs) Yeah, there you go. We said all we could say about that game, but uh, it was it serves as a great segue because you mentioned drama off the field. Um, and sure enough, what do you know? The Browns, they seem to still have that. Uh, there's a surprise. The Ravens are at the Browns. The Ravens are 10-point favorites in this game. Um, there's another one going into the season we probably would not have expected uh, at all because both of us you know, pretty much expected the Browns to get in the playoffs. We didn't really know about the Ravens. Uh, but here we are uh, in a spot where – I'm picking the Ravens. Um, you know, I I feel pretty confident about that because the Browns are now six and eight. Uh, as we keep saying with this team, uh, I you know they they're certainly <laughs> flawed. Um, this is a team that needs a, an overhaul in some form or fashion in the off season. Uh, not necessarily, I guess, from a talent standpoint. Uh, unless there's talent doesn't want to be there, which, again, goes back to the -the off-the-field issues. Uh, But the Browns have pretty much settled in as uh, one of the most disappointing teams in the NFL this season, I would say. Um, And uh, I just don't – you know, the Ravens are the Ravens, and and you can't possibly with any confidence say that the Browns are going to come out and win this game just because you never know what you're getting with them. And we've actually started to feel really confident in what we're going to get with Lamar Jackson game in and game out. So that, to me, is the big difference. And uh, there's no way I can pick against the Ravens here. Yeah, unless Nick Chubb goes off for 165 yards and three yeah. touchdowns, the Browns don't really have a shot. That's what he did the last time they faced. But as as you're saying, like the Ravens were a different team back then. Obviously, offensively with how they've transformed into this machine, but their defense has taken a huge leap since week uh, two or three, whenever that game was. So yeah, I think Baltimore is going to cruise. I, I made this my lock of the week. I was struggling for a moment to pick one, and then I looked at ten <laughs> points, and I was like, ah, I, I just feel given what they happened earlier in the year, the Ravens can clinch the one seed with this win. I just I, I feel like they're they're going to want some revenge. I mean, for my fantasy hopes, I really do not want Lamar Jackson to just torch the earth on fire, but I'm afraid he's going to, and I think it might be the nail in the coffin here for the Browns finally. I, you know, the performance last week against the Cardinals was, I mean, it just it just summed up everything that's gone wrong this season. Everything uh, cultural-wise, I mean, the defense just looked – the effort that we saw earlier in the year from that defense, at least when they were trying when they were committing all those penalties last week, it just looked like a team that was deflated, that had just given up on the season. And I think uh, they're going to be have a rude awakening here <laughs> at home against Baltimore, a team that right now is just operating as if they're, no one's going to stop them. Yeah, well, good luck against Lamar Jackson in the uh, Clutch Points Fantasy Championship. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a spoiler at this point for those uh, who listen to our show regularly. I mentioned I needed Marcus Johnson to uh, have a nice 35, 34-point outing against the uh, the Saints. That didn't happen, so it is not me and Dylan in the Fantasy Championship. Dylan is the one that will have to carry the torch for the podcast here in hopes that uh, we are able to to bring a championship to this podcast. But we'll see. Uh, again, he's going up against Lamar Jackson, and uh, it's just uh, not ideal. But, yes, like you said, the Browns, uh, yeah, they may have won that game early in the season. They're different. The Ravens are different. The Ravens are the pick here uh, for both of us, uh, with it being the lock of the week for Dylan. So uh, this next game, also interesting, the Saints mm-hmm. at the Titans. The Saints are three-point favorites in this one. Um, I made this my game of the week because I'm actually going to have uh, have another label for uh, what's probably the game of the week in most people's eyes, uh, but we'll get to that here in a minute. So instead, I sort of made this my game of the week uh, because, uh, it, again, and this goes back to the, the common theme here, just when you think the Titans are down and out, just when you think they're going to you know, be a team that loses by double digits to a really, really good team, 
they're going to come out, they're going to play well, and <laughs> it's just that they just drag you along. Like that's just how it works. And um, I'm just I'm not going against that formula anymore. Uh, we did it with the Texans. You know, oh, we think the Titans. I really think they're going to win this game. Well, I should have picked the Texans. In um, this one, I'm still not going to be at a point where I'm going to pick the Titans. But I do think there is a a path to a victory for the Titans here. Um, because I don't know, like, like I don't know why, and that's the thing with the Titans. You just you don't know why there's a path to victory for them, but they just find ways sometimes uh, to do these things. Still, the Saints, uh, as we've seen, I mean they're they're playing well. Um, they, you know, it's a it's a team that certainly with, with the way they play, they feel like they have a shot to to win a Super Bowl. And I think for Titans fans who are sort of Looking at this and trying to figure out the you know six thousand scenarios here of how they can make the playoffs, um, I think this will pretty much do it for that. Yeah, I'm picking the Saints as well. You know, the Titans, I, I, I again, I strongly considered it. There's a reason. A reason I just moved the the spread down because I noticed it went from uh, minus three Saints to minus yeah. two. So, yeah, definitely some people think that Tennessee Titans are going to possibly win this football game. I know their uh, their offense, as we've talked about, still has been so amazing since Tannehill came on board. Yeah, apart from, I mean, last week even they they moved the ball pretty well, just to not convert in some drives, ended up costing them. So I I see a path to them winning in terms of what their offense can do, uh, balance wise. New Orleans' defense, we've seen them get beat up by some pretty good offenses this year. I wanted to be surprised at Derrick Henry, and I need him to for my fantasy team. <laughs> Has a really good week here, and the Titans find a way to stay alive in the playoff picture, even if the Texans do win the day before with the wild card burst still on the line there. But I, I just, uh, the Saints at this point, I think, I know kind of like the Seahawks, they're a team that did, wasn't really blowing out anyone all year. They didn't have a crazy plus minus in terms of their point differential. But I, I just, you know, I, last week, I know the Colts have kind of mailed it in a little bit as well. But their defense just played so much better. The offense was clicking on you know every way, and we've seen what the Titans—they've struggled with their secondary and they're defending the pass. I think Drew Brees is going to have a big day, and I think it's just going to be too much for them to uh, for Tennessee to have a chance to win this one. Yeah, the Saints are still playing for some. I mean, I mean the Titans are too. But let's—I mean, we we look at sort of the as we say yeah. in the NFC, you've got three of those three teams: the Seahawks, Packers, and Saints all at eleven and three. So Saints are still playing, you know, for trying to get home field advantage and all mm-hmm. that. And so there's there's a lot to play for in this one. And you would expect them uh, to be ready for a game yeah. like this. Uh, so that's that's why, too, I would probably lean towards the Saints. But again, remember, always go back. If I feel really yeah. good about the Saints beating the <laughs> Titans here, if you lay some money exactly. on the Titans, you could become a rich person. Um, so there you go. Uh, all right, the Panthers at the Colts. The Colts are six-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Uh, this will probably be, I would say, you know, just one of those meh type of games because <laughs> – I mean, really, let's let's think about it. The Panthers, are, uh, we know it's sort of yeah. a, this end of the season doesn't really mean a whole lot for them because uh, we don't know who the coach is going to be. Uh, for the Colts, as you said, they have sort of, you know, just gone backwards, uh, no longer uh, in the playoff race. Uh, they have been eliminated, and um, they are now in a situation where – you just don't, you know, you don't know. And that's why I think this is one of those, especially if you're like a gambler or something, this is to me mm-hmm. is like one of those dangerous games you want to stay away from because neither team really has anything to play for. Um, and the, the I guess the difference here is that Christian McCaffrey's on the other side for the Panthers. Um, I am like, I'm wanting, like my pick is the Colts on paper, <laughs> but I'm almost wanting to switch it here. Uh, because I really do think Christian McCaffrey could have a big, big game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I won't do it. I'll stick with the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I don't, we don't really know what we're going to see out of Will Greer in this game. Yeah. Uh, that's a big reason why I'm picking Indianapolis. I feel like you know the Saints were kind of a buzzsaw last week against them. They they just played flat out awful. And I think in this one they're they're facing a team that's also kind of mailed it in. I and at home, I, I just think that at, at this point Indianapolis they're still well coached. So I still think they're going to be mentally prepared for this game. Uh, Fantasy wise, that might be the only reason to watch. As we as we know, the formula is play running backs against this Panthers defense. They have been just <laughs> atrocious all year at defending the run. And Marlon Mack, uh, if you're planning on sitting them, definitely reconsider that because this is the dream matchup for him. It really. I think he'll he'll probably have a big day. And overall, I just 
the, the, right now with the Panthers, unless Will Greer somehow is the second coming of Tom Brady or something <laughs> ridiculous, I just I just think the Panthers are kind of a mess, and I just don't see uh, any way I'm really picking them to win many games unless they're playing some of the really worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that's like you said. It's just uh, it, it's hard to make that pick, but the Colts have just yeah, they just sort of been lackluster, and you just don't mm-hmm. know what you're going to get from them either. So yeah, that that could be one of the more unpredictable games of the day uh, for sure. So could this next one. Um, the Bengals at the Dolphins. It is a pick'em, folks. Um, take your pick uh, on these two teams, and uh, that's, that's probably about right for Vegas. Uh, they probably should be setting it at that because uh, good luck trying to figure out what's going to happen in this game. Um, I, I, as I'm looking at this, I, I'm really thinking about making the switch here uh, to make this my lock of the week. I won't do it, but I will tell you that this is <laughs> this is the second one that I considered as my lock of the week. Um, hard to believe, isn't it? That I that I'm going to pick the Dolphins to win this game, and I legitimately almost made it my lock of the week. Uh, if we'd had this conversation 15 weeks ago, um, you'd have thought I was insane because uh, <laughs> making the Dolphins a potential lock of the week candidate is not something I ever thought we'd do this season. Uh, but I think it's very possible here because. I, you know, it, it, again, what's what's? Why should we even analyze this game? It's two terrible teams. Um, we don't know what's going to happen here. The Dolphins are at home. I still think that, as we've talked about, you know, at times when you compare the long term outlook for these two teams, I still think both these two teams have you know some quality pieces on their roster. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. if the Bengals were to get Joe Burrow, I think that that certainly helps a big weakness for them. Uh, in terms of consistency-wise, you would think. Uh, the Dolphins, uh, they have their own issues they have to take care of, but they still have playmakers on offense. And, you know, with Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, guys like that. So it's a, a long way to get there. You can see, you know, the, the outlook for both teams, if they can mm-hmm. just plug in a few guys, can be okay maybe in the next couple of years. Uh, but for now, I just <laughs> I trust the Dolphins more. And, again, what's that really saying, I guess? Yeah, the one thing I guess I can say about both these teams, compared to some of the middle of the pack teams I keep saying are kind of mailing it in, calling it a season, that feels like the Bengals and Dolphins <laughs> each week, even if they're bad, they're still playing hard. Yeah. They're still trying to win. I mean, the Bengals stuck with the Pats for a while. We've seen what the Dolphins have done for a number of weeks. Uh, this game might not be the ultimate toilet bowl like we thought it was going to be early in the season. We were like marking it down our calendar, the game for the number one seed. But the Bengals do have a chance here to solidify the number one seed. They got a lot on the line, so I think they're going to go in and play really bad, <laughs> just as they do all year year no but i uh yeah this game uh, in terms of anything other than fantasy and betting not a ton to really analyze i my favorite stat was it's the lowest uh, combined win total for two teams in a week 16 matchup since 1981 which is yeah. just fantastic uh these four four victories uh you know maybe they're winning some games against the spread the both teams have been actually dolphin seven and seven against the spread Bengals five and nine so <laughs> hey uh, in terms of, again i think there's really only gambling um and fantasy i did consider I haven't done it, but I did consider in our league for the fantasy title possibly <laughs> picking up Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, dear. I haven't, I haven't done that yet. But no, I'm picking the Dolphins with this even spread. I think at home and just what the Bengals have done, I think the Dolphins have been a little more impressive. And uh, But I, again, I won't be shocked either way. It's These two teams have really been just at the bottom of the league for a reason. But again, there is reasons for optimism, as you just said. There's a lot of good pieces on these both these teams, and I'll be excited to see what they do moving forward, especially if the Bengals are able to uh, land that number one pick and get Joe Burrow. Yep, so there you go. There's That's what's on the line in this one. A little bit different than some of these other games. Oh. One, uh, there's also uh, <laughs> supposed to be a thunderstorm so you know this game might be like a five six hour uh, fair which is just uh, any anyone that goes to that game we've said it before we'll say it again <laughs> give them free beer free parking anything they need uh, just to put up with this <laughs> yes uh this isn't the the ofer matchup maybe we were expecting although that would have that would have been an you know a storyline in and of itself but uh, still this is a as you said a game between two really bad teams and uh yeah good luck uh figuring this one out um all right this next one the Steelers at the Jets. Uh, the Steelers are three and a half point favorites uh, in this one. This is the one I went back back and forth on the most. I'm not going to lie. Um, I almost went with the Jets here because I I just mm-hmm. man the Steelers on offense. Uh, like we, it's just a team, and you know obviously who plays, who doesn't play is going to factor into this uh, for the Steelers. I think that's something you have to keep in mind. Uh, Juju seems to be on track to play. That's a nice boost for them. 
Um, you know, otherwise, I, I don't really know what we're going to get from the Steelers offense. The thing is, the Jets are probably bad enough defensively uh, to where even if the Steelers aren't great, they're not playing the mm-hmm. Bills this week. Like, it's the, the, yeah. the Jets are a lot different than the Bills. So, I think the Steelers' defense probably can do enough here uh, to, to keep this a low-scoring type of game. Um, and then it just feels like, like we said, I feel like, you know, Juju, James Conner, someone is going to be able to make a, a play against this defense, against the Jets, uh, to be able to, to help the Steelers win this game. You know, it's uh, it's going to be – I, I do not expect this to be a high-scoring game in any form or fashion. Uh, probably going to be pretty ugly, uh, but uh, I will hesitantly take the Steelers here. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers as well. I, I, yeah, I Again, it comes down more to, yeah, this Jets offense has really struggled against top defenses and the Steeler defense for everything their offense has been brutal with. They've just been so good, third in DVOA at this point third against the rush fifth against the pass they've just been amazing and i don't think the jets uh really have the firepower to really get anything going i did consider it though just because like it, like it's <laughs> kind of saying it feels like a kind of a weird game for the steelers their you know, playoffs are on the line here um in terms of them possibly clinching if they win and the titans lose so there's there's a lot going on but i, I i'm gonna stick with the steelers i just think their, their defense is too good to lose and i it's the one probably the best bet on this game though is the under i, I know it's only 37 and a half but I anticipate this being a, just a brutal, brutal <laughs> final score, something like 10 to 9 or 12 to 8 or something weird. <laughs> yeah, fantasy-wise, if you're in your fantasy championship, you're you're risking with anybody in this game, I think, to be honest. Like, probably the Steelers' defense is the best bet, and, um, you know, unfortunately for me, it doesn't really matter because I have them and I'm playing in the third-place game. But I, I really think the Steelers' defense is probably the only thing you're looking at here, fantasy-wise. I, and I guess Juju, and, and but still, like, you know, we haven't trusted him all year long, and now you just, yeah, you don't know. So, uh, yeah, stay away from this one uh, probably fantasy-wise if you're looking to win a championship because it just it seems like it's going to be ugly. And, boy, does that segue. I mean, we've had three games here in a row. Well, I guess technically you could look at four if we go back to the Colts and the Panthers. But uh, let's go to the next one, the Giants at the Redskins. Um, here's another one that uh, I would not expect to be pretty. Uh, the Redskins, <laughs> two-point favorites in this one. Uh, I guess, again, I mean, it's it's two bad teams. Um, two teams that really you know, we pretty much expected to be bad, maybe not to this extent going into the season. I don't know, maybe more so with the Giants, but um, I, I don't know. Like, flip a coin here. I, I mean, really, I don't know what else you say. I'm going to pick the Redskins uh, because they're the home team, and uh, I just <laughs> – otherwise, what do you do? Like, I really think this – you know, we just mentioned that Steelers-Jets game could be ugly. I think this one could be just as ugly. I know the over-under on this one's like 42, but I don't I don't expect much yeah. here from, from either of these teams. I mean, the Redskins, in my mind, I'm picking them as well. Uh, the last few weeks, they've played a lot better. I mean, they've won a couple games, and they've, they've had a couple close losses to Philadelphia and the Packers, which Philadelphia, you say what you will about them, but the Packers won. To stay in that game was pretty impressive, what their defense did. Um, I, the only reason I'm scared about that over-under is I just feel like there's going to be a lot of turnovers in this game. <laughs> I, yeah. I anticipate like defenses setting up easy scoring opportunities for both sides. But yeah, picking the Redskins just again, because they've been playing better. The Giants, uh, we have Daniel Jones coming back in likely now and i you know they had a maybe that if i if eli was starting maybe i would have gone with the old gunslinger but no i think uh the Redskins, the offense has looked a little bit better. I know their offensive line is still a disaster, but they're not really facing a intimidating front in this one. Um, it's a kind of a similar defense to what they had in Philadelphia. I think they'll be able to move the ball just as they did in that game. Some of these receivers, obviously just uh, Terry McLaurin, but Sim, some of these guys are really stepping up and have looked solid. I think Adrian Peterson, if you really need to reach for a fantasy play, could be intriguing uh, given yeah. what the Giants have done against the run. So if you have to flex someone and you're feeling not as good like myself about a guy like Kenny Galladay playing with David blau and week after week getting no points uh yeah he's a he's a decent option there but yeah overall again uh, two bad teams uh, at least the redskins i thought they were going to be bad uh the giants i i thought they'd be bad as well but i don't think they thought they'd be this bad they were kind of trying to uh, win while rebuilding on the fly it hasn't really worked out and here it's going to be rude awakening that you know these are the two teams no, no matter how bad and how many things we say about the eagles and cowboys these two teams are uh, on another tier of suck right now of the <laughs> nfc east well, what do you know? We go from two bad teams to another game involving two bad teams. Uh, the Lions at the Broncos. Uh, this is just, I mean, look at this, this streak here. I, Sunday, like, you're probably looking at 
one, two, I'm going up. Just like, there's maybe three three games. Like, I'm looking at just like, man, some of these Sunday games are ugly. Um, maybe four games. Lions at the Broncos. The Broncos are seven-point favorites in this one. Um, this is another one that's got a very low over-under. It's like 38, I think, mm-hmm. 38 and a half. Um, I mean, this is I, – I actually probably considered this maybe it's like my third – Lock of the week. This was like in the running. Uh, as we know, the Lions are—they're a mess. Uh, the Broncos are, are are aside from that game against the Chiefs, which I think the weather factors into that a lot. Um, you know, I, not saying they would have won, but I still think it probably was a cause for them only scoring three points. Mm-hmm. I just think the Broncos come back home. Looks like the weather's supposed to be fine in Denver. I think the Broncos will win this game convincingly. I wasn't confident enough to make it my lock of the week, uh, yeah. but I think the Broncos take care of business here. Yeah, I kind of felt similar there on that in terms of the lock of the week. I, I don't have any question about them winning this game. The Lions have been brutal for a while. Uh, they're going to stay brutal in this one. I, you know, the Buccaneer game last week was uh, – anyone could have probably predicted that Tampa Bay's offense would probably go off given what they've done against some of these bad defenses. Another opportunity here, I think Drew Locke will bounce back well. Yeah, the weather factored in, but the Chiefs also, that defense has really come a long way. It's not going to be the same case here against Detroit. I think they'll be fine on that end. And on the flip side, David Blau, has, there's a reason that he's an uh, undrafted quarterback that's just out there trying to trying to uh, do his thing it's not hasn't really worked out as well as it did starting off with that uh, thanksgiving game against the bears i think it's just going to be more of the same from them and yeah a, a bronco team that we've as we said a few times only five and nine this year but a lot of reasons for optimism moving forward well, uh, what do you know? We go from that game to another game featuring two bad teams. Uh, the Raiders and the – I mean, I don't know. Like, what is this? Like, this is just <laughs> – I don't know. I mean, I guess to a certain extent. I wish I had done this on purpose in terms of ordering <laughs> them like that. Like, this is just something here. Like, I don't – I remember the last time we talked about a good game. It was Saints and Titans, I guess. <laughs> it's um, been 84 years. Yeah, the rest, of these, uh, the rest of these games are not exactly great. Um, but this one, another one between two bad teams – the Raiders at the Chargers. The Chargers are seven-point favorites in this one, and uh, I will take the floor here because I am the only person, I think, probably in America that uh, would pick a team as their lock of the week after this team just lost at home by 29 points the previous week. Um, but that's what I think of the Raiders right now. I just think the Raiders are done. Uh, we, you know, knowing that uh, with their injury situation and all of that, um, I just, you know, Josh Jacobs isn't going to play. Um, I, I just think the Chargers are going to win this game, and I know they have nothing to play for. Uh, but I, <laughs> that's just what. Honestly, this is more to me about where the Raiders are at than where the Chargers are at. Um, even though the Chargers look terrible against the Vikings. I just feel like that the Chargers are going to come out and steamroll the Raiders here because I just don't – after that loss to the Jags, knowing how they looked the weeks before that, I mean, the Raiders are completely deflated right now, and I think we are on the path to the Raiders probably finishing last in that division, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty interesting to think about when we were having a completely different discussion probably three weeks ago. Uh, I, I just – I think the Chargers win this game. Uh, and it's sort of like go back to what I said about the Dolphins. Me even considering the Dolphins as a lock of the week was uh, <laughs> probably a red flag for some people. But the fact that I'm considering the Chargers as my lock of the week, oh, uh, maybe that should be another red flag. But that that's just, I mean, the Raiders are who they are right now. Yeah, it's it's funny to think back when these teams played on Thursday night earlier in the year. They both had decent records. Both were playing to kind of be within the wild card conversation. It was a really good game that came down to the wire. Uh, fast forward to now and as you're saying it's just a, 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 another long list of bad games here <laughs> that we have to keep going through <laughs> I, i'm picking the chargers I, I didn't consider it as a lock of the week i mean we saw last week how everything spiraled down for them but I, again in the first half they did uh, kind of control the, the line of scrimmage at certain points against minnesota and uh, you know we're only down by a couple points uh, yeah. going into the about to be going into the half with a chance to kick a field goal to take the lead and everything falls apart after the rivers fumble all the turnovers i do think they'll bounce back i think they're a superior team have the superior talent and at this point are still playing at least i know it didn't seem like in that game but i feel like they're playing a lot harder i think the raiders especially the last loss but we've seen them kind of get, getting beat up starting with that jets game it's just all kind of falling apart you have your last game 
game in Oakland end like that. I think it's just a somber mood right now for Raiders uh, fans and Raider Nation, all that. Uh, I, you know, it's still going to probably be a packed silver and black crowd. Obviously, a lot of Raider fans here in LA, and they're, they're probably happy that they're going to be able to have one game a year still against the Chargers <laughs> uh, for years to come. But I, I just don't think they have enough uh, talent on the team at this point uh, to get it done. Yep. Uh, so there you go. Somehow I made the Chargers my lock of the week. Uh, that that shows you where this week's slate's at because there are so I, I probably the more I think about it I probably should have made it the Broncos because I think the Broncos are, are probably the better pick here even as seven point favorites I just think the Lions are that bad too uh, but yeah we'll we'll take a chance here take the Chargers all right so we end our streak of teams you know games involving bad teams to a game that involves average teams so we get to finally take a step up uh, in the right direction here uh, because quite honestly that's what you'd say of these two teams right now they're both at 500 and uh, they've both been disappointing in their own uh, right I guess uh, the Cowboys at the Eagles the Cowboys one and a half point favorites in this one Uh, at least this game means something (laughs) we'll say that Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of games that don't mean anything at least this one means something even if it is between two teams that have been disappointed pointing uh but obviously we know what's on the line here both teams seven and seven um you know two weeks to go in the regular season uh this is this is the game that will uh, certainly put it uh, put a situation here to where you know you win uh hey you're feeling pretty good about yourself so but uh, you lose and uh, we know what happens there so uh all right uh, this one uh, it's so weird because you would think I would have went back and forth on this one quite a bit. I didn't. Like, I, I really didn't. Like, I, yeah. I picked the Cowboys, and I, I just think the Cowboys are a better team right now. And, and again, that maybe isn't saying a ton because both teams have certainly showed their flaws. Uh, even in a scenario like this, I just think the Cowboys have more weapons. They just seem to be in a better spot. Um, and I just I think they win this game. Yeah, for everything we've said, uh, you know, talk poorly about Dallas, they're still second in DVOA, which, you know, takes weights, you know, their performance against bad teams doesn't overreact to blowing out a bad team and uh, ones against these good teams where they struggle. So they're still there that they still have easily the best unit out of these four. And I, I just can't stop thinking about Philadelphia and all the all these games this season against bad offenses like the Redskins last week where they just move yeah. the ball with no problem. <laughs> and I, I think Dallas finally kind of woke up i mean they you saw it's one game and i don't think we're not saying the cowboys are going to the super bowl here but it was an impressive performance against a rams defense which has been so solid all year i think they're finally kind of locked in and i yeah i have no problem even though i had picked before the season philadelphia to win the super bowl when we talked about it mid-season definitely jumped off that bandwagon i have no problem (laughs) saying that they're going to get eliminated on sunday by dallas um and i think dallas is not a team that uh, for all the all the jokes again you know how it works well for all our meme pages and everything like that but the Cowboys are, are going to be kind of a scary team in the playoffs I don't uh, whoever that five seed is that does play them if they do win this game it's not going to be an easy matchup the defense stepped up a lot and played a much better against the Rams I know they've had so many issues on that side of the ball too but um, I, I just think Philadelphia we, we the inconsistency on offense combined with their secondary just being completely hollow I just I can't find a way to pick them I think the spread I considered it to be my lock of the week I, I know just turnovers and some weird things could happen it is Cowboys Eagles Eagles could find a way to win, but I just think Dallas is going to get the victory. Yeah, it's the thing you have to remember with the Cowboys. It's like we, you know, we can hate on them and stuff, but I mean, just look at the talent. It's just you still got Dak, you still got Zeke, you still got Amari Cooper on offense, and you've got that defense, like you said, stepped up in a game like that against the Rams. It's just when they're good, they can be really, really good. But it's just like sometimes they they sort of forget that they're good. I think, and they just sort of revert back to to being that average type of team. I don't know. I'm sure there's a contingent of some Cowboys fans who would like to see them uh, maybe lose this game just because uh you know that way he gets jason garrett out the door quicker maybe <laughs> um but uh i don't know i'm just kidding i don't think i don't think cowboys fans are necessarily rooting against their team here i just i, I do think there's probably some people saying well you know if we lost then that would surely uh, yeah do it for for jason garrett and, and they would you know move on to whoever but uh we'll see yep that's uh it's a big game. It just feels a little bit different than it has before just because we've probably been so frustrated with these two teams uh, that we don't really know what to expect, and uh, we'll see what happens in that one. Cardinals at the Seahawks. The Seahawks, nine-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in this one. Um, I got the Seahawks here. I mean, look, the mm-hmm. Seahawks aren't the Browns. Uh, sorry, Browns fans, but it's just it's true. Uh, I just don't see the, the Cardinals going on the road and winning this game. Uh, again, just like we said with the Saints, um, you know, it's the, the Seahawks have something 
up going to play for here. They're in that number one spot right now. Uh, they just need to keep winning, and you would think that they're in a pretty good spot to do that here. Yeah, Cielo hasn't had a lot of big wins this season, but they did win by 17 in Arizona the, the earlier this season. Kyler Murray in the offense did keep it close for certain points, but Seattle had one of their more signature performances. I know it's not a tough opponent, but that offense has improved. I mean, we saw what they just did to the, uh, the Browns, whatever. Take that for what you will. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think the Seahawks will win. Did not make it the lock of the week, obviously. I, I As this team continues to find ways, I, I learned that the hard way of picking them as the lock of the week against Carolina, they did win, and it was a push though i mean they they blew they gave up those two touchdowns in a minute and a half at the end so i won't be surprised if they don't cover i think they've been one of the for a team that's 11 and 3 their record against the spread is 7 6 and 1 not exactly what you'd expect <laughs> from a team that good um but yeah it, a lot on the line for them in terms of keeping that uh, hold over the 49ers um they could still even if they lost this game they could win next week and still win the division against san francisco by having the, the sweep over them but there's a lot of things on the line in terms of playoff seating um obviously if seattle can somehow get a bye that's one of the toughest places to play in the nfl especially in the postseason when it's cold and damp and the crowd's so loud i think they'll find a way to get this one done absolutely yep uh, so we will both take the seahawks there should be able to, to get a nice victory uh, all right that moves us to the primetime games the sunday night game the chiefs at the bears the chiefs are six point favorites and this one, um, yeah, I mean, look, obviously I'm not picking the Bears here. I, I don't trust the offense enough to, to pick them. It's like you're going to pick the Bears offense or you're going to pick the Chiefs offense. And, and to me, that's a pretty easy decision. Um, and, and it's just because the Bears defense, like we said, is, is not to the level that it was a season ago. And so you feel like there's going to be some opportunity here for the Chiefs. Uh, if the Bears defense was still sort of that invincible type of unit that it, that it felt like maybe at times last year, you know, maybe you say, oh, they're maybe able to, you know, force some turnovers, make this interesting. Mm-hmm. But I just, it just, it all goes back to the offense. I don't, I don't care sort of how flat, <laughs> maybe if they show flashes of, of looking good at times. Uh, I just don't trust them. And I'm certainly not going to trust them against a Patrick Mahomes led offense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, some of the best offenses they've faced this season have gone off against them. I think of that Saints game where they just were going up and down the field like it was no problem. They have uh, the Bears defense has improved over the course of the year. I feel like they've stepped up at certain points and really kind of gotten back to what they had last year. But the Chiefs are rolling right now. Mahomes is ridiculous that everything they do is is clicking in and it makes them obviously as we've said one of the scariest teams at AFC we were talking a lot about the the Ravens but and you know the Patriots still with falling off a bit but I think Kansas City is really dangerous not just because of that offense though that defense as we keep talking about has really improved outside of just the Denver game their pass defense is top uh, I think it's, yeah it's uh, in the top five in DVOA uh, they're still 30th against the run so yeah fantasy wise maybe David Montgomery can have a decent game maybe <laughs> <laughs> Tariq Cohen can find a way to get things going but I, I still wouldn't really be, feel that confident um playing anyone on that side of the ball uh so yeah Kansas City I, I did another one where I looked at the lock of the week but I feel like that six point spread is pretty fair I could see that the Bears defense <laughs> stepping up and uh keeping it somewhat close I just don't think they're going to score many points against the Chiefs defense yeah let's look at the NFL's game notes here and uh, the last time these two teams played at Soldier Field December the fourth, two thousand eleven. Chiefs won ten to three. <laughs> ten to three. Oh. Um, I don't think that's gonna. I, I just don't. I don't. I think it's gonna be a little more offense than that on the Chiefs side, at least. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, ten to three. I, I think. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't. I think we're gonna get a little more offense than that. But um, all right, that takes us to uh, the Monday night game: the Packers at the Vikings. The Vikings, five-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in this one. Uh, if we go all the way back to our preseason picks, uh, I was the one that picked the Vikings to win the division. You picked the Packers to win the division. <laughs> and <laughs> what's funny about that is uh, we're both going to go in the opposite direction here in this game. Uh, I This is my upset of the week. I'm going to take the Packers here, and I, I can't. I don't really exactly, you know, from a stats perspective, analytics, anything Mm -hmm. like that, I don't think it makes sense. But I I do think it's just that it's that feeling, man, where it's like this is a huge game. um, And I just look at it where it's like Aaron Rodgers on one side, Kirk Cousins on the other side. And I just can't shake it. Like, like that's just something that I can't shake and feel like Monday night game, prime time. I know the Packers, as we said in our last episode, they just, they haven't really, you know, sort of those ugly wins that they've had on so many of those, Mm -hmm. it seems like. 
but yet I just I can't force myself to pick against them here, <laughs> knowing that Dalvin Cook's not going to play. Uh, Alexander Madison's been banged up. Um, you still feel like mm-hmm. you know at least in the passing game the Vikings should be able to do something, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I just again, I, I can't shake the feeling that this is going to be one of those Aaron Rodgers types of games where he comes out and uh-huh. throws four touchdowns and that's it. Like the Packers are going to win. <laughs> I won't be shocked if that happens either. I can, can never doubt what Aaron Rodgers is capable of. But as you've mentioned, like they just have not had these convincing performances against uh, really good teams this season. I obviously the one that sticks out is the 49ers blowout. But even against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes not playing. They they get, you know, barely escape of the win there. Some of these games early in the year, the Cowboy game was closer than they probably wanted to be. They lose to the Eagles. They just haven't been the most consistent team. Uh, I still feel okay about my pick, even though I'm picking the Vikings here. Um, I still feel pretty good about my division pick because the Packers, all they have to do, even if they lose this game, is beat the Lions next week. I think that will happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they'll still be able to hold on here. But in terms of the playoff positioning, there's so much on the line because the Packers fall in this game. You, you have that at that point Seahawks and Saints if they both win they're still the one and two seeds but that actually flips because the Saints beat the Seahawks they'd be the one seed Seattle moves to the two so there's a lot of other teams that have uh, things that they want to happen in this game absolutely in terms of the playoff picture Uh, the Vikings uh, if everything goes according to our picks they'll have already clinched the playoffs at this point um, with the with the Rams loss to the Niners but I think they're going to come out I think their offense is going to humble the Packers again I think Green Bay I I want them to you know reach a different level I think that defense can perform better and it has performed decently the last few weeks but against really three weak opponents in the Giants Redskins and Bears for the Packers I think it's going to be a big wake-up call here against a Minnesota offense which has at times been clicking I know we're picking Kirk Cousins here but there's been games where Aaron Rodgers has lost to Case Keenum and other quarterbacks in Minnesota so I'm not uh, it's a tough environment and I think the Vikings will win it and yeah my game of the week I think this will be a really exciting one Yep, uh, I would have made this my game of the week, too. We, we always switch it. We're like, well, if we take an upset, we'll make another <laughs> one. So this would yeah. be my game of the week. But since I made it my upset of the week, uh, I decided to put that on the Saints and the Titans. So uh, there you go. Uh, we're both going uh, opposite directions there on that one. And for Dylan, uh, he really needs uh, to get this uh, one on me and the other one because that would send us into Week 17 uh, all tied up with our picks. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> if not... And uh, next week, uh, I'm pretty much going to be playing defense. So um, I'm just going to I'm just going to mirror your picks next week if that happens. So um, just to make sure you <laughs> we'll have be changing <laughs> them on the fly, like just trying to disguise yeah, picks. No chance for you to win. Uh, all right, but that'll wrap up uh, our picks here for Week 16. Um, as we say, usually we're like, oh well, you, you got a Thursday night to look forward to, a Thursday night game. Uh, not the case this week. Uh, three games on Saturday, the rest on Sunday, and then of course uh, the Monday night game. Uh, so we should check all that out and check out all of our great stuff uh, over at Clutch Points. Don't let everybody know uh, what we all have going on uh, over there. Yeah, we still got our Stardom Sidham articles for fantasy football. So even if you're not in the final, if you're trying to stay out of that last place game or you're trying to win back a little bit of money in the third place game, check out those at ClutchPoints.com. If you search fantasy football, they'll be near the top of the list there. All of our NFL content can be found there on our app and uh, NFL section. Uh, you can follow games live there as well. And then you have the podcast. We have the podcast section on the website. But of course, you can find us at Apple, uh, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Again, if, if, you ever, if there's ever a place we're not on that you want us to add uh, if there's anyone out there that that's the case with just let us know and we can easily send our rss feed to one of those sections so yeah appreciate all the uh, readers and all the listeners and yeah exciting for another uh, should be a good weekend i know like we said there's a lot of bad games but i think this will almost help uh, help us at least i know will myself focus kind of honing in on the games that actually do matter with not so much clutter kind of to worry about in the background <laughs> yeah for sure uh, there will be there will be some bad games this week uh, but like we said there are also some some really intriguing games between some good teams certainly have a lot on the line for some of these teams getting to the playoffs we know what's on the line cowboys eagles uh on up and down the line so yep should be a lot of fun and uh, like you said check out all the great stuff we have going on over clutch points and uh thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you guys next time here on the establish the past podcast for the ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.